go, 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 Judy thought. Get your bag out of the overhead bin and get off this damn plane. She thought to herself next time she'd select a seat near the front, because this traffic jam in the tiny aisle before disembarking made her want to scream. Well, at least she wouldn't miss her connection. Three hours in O'Hare International Airport was more than enough. She'd find a restaurant or a bar and drink wine. There were newsstands with candy, too. She could buy five bags of M&Ms, pretending they were for her kids, and pass the time crunching on those. What else? Cinnamon rolls? Maybe some flavored potato chips? The sprawling, busy airport always felt so anonymous, and this ritual of circling the terminal, eating for hours, was Judy's usual way of handling a layover. She had done it so many times. Her mouth watered, and she could hardly wait. Get off this plane, she screamed in her head. Nothing was going to stop her from getting that binge once these damn people got out of her way. The urge to binge can feel like an unstoppable force that takes you over. Like Judith, you might feel like nothing can halt the sequence of getting your binge foods, finding a place to eat, and eating them in rapid, feverish desperation. But even though it feels like the urge is calling the shots, it's actually not. It's totally up to you what you do when an urge arises. Even in this supercharged emotional state, Judy does not have to get off the plane and carry through with a binge. Today, we'll break down exactly how it's done and how you are going to be able to ride out your urges to binge eat. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. In the Breaking Up with Binge Eating coaching program, we use a method called the 3D Binge Stopper. The 3D in the name has nothing to do with it being three-dimensional, but that it's three steps and each one starts with a D. Here's how you do it. The first step is delay. Set a timer for 20 minutes. Introducing delay into the equation turns on the prefrontal cortex in your brain. This part of the brain is rational, and you need it fired up to make smart choices when your emotions are trying to convince you to do something irrational. The second D is for distract. Do something that keeps you actively engaged and is enjoyable. Get your mind off food and off of what you're feeling. Often, the urge to binge is triggered by emotions like anger, worry, regret, or tension between us and another person. One reason binge eating seems appealing is because it can get our minds off of those other unpleasant things we're feeling. But you don't necessarily have to be eating to take a vacation from what's bothering you. Don't try and make those 20 minutes productive or use them to do chores. Use those 20 minutes to do something pleasant. The third D is for decide. An important part of getting past an urge is to take a firm stance and decide you are not binging this time. Inner debate like, should I or shouldn't I, maybe I will, maybe not, often leads to finding some reason why we can give in today, but we swear we'll be really good tomorrow. Don't play. Once you decide you are not binging today, you are set free from the debate, and you just wait for the urge to wither up and die. You will outlast it. So those are the three Ds, and we have a graphic you can download and hang it up somewhere to help walk you through it. But now, 
a reality check. This process is easy to read, but so much more challenging to actually do in the moment when you're feeling an urge. We encourage our clients to talk through how it goes when they put this into practice. We spend a week focusing on sensing any urges to binge and running through the three Ds. Practicing it when an urge is just beginning is the most effective, so like a fire, stomp out the urge while it's small. Here's a quote that's pretty typical from what our clients experience. Marcy wrote in our Facebook group, I often have an urge to keep eating once I'm having a meal, and at dinner that urge is the strongest. One strategy I've tried is to expect that urge and accept it, knowing it's just a well-trained habit. I tell myself that it'll pass as long as I don't give in to it. And every time I don't give in, I'm moving a bit closer to freedom. I just let the feeling be there, almost like I'm leaning into it instead of resisting it. Anyway, I find when I do that, the urge passes more quickly because I'm not getting upset or feeling like there's a fight going on. And then I feel really proud of myself, and that pride feeling helps cement the new pathway. Isn't that great? Noticing the urge, knowing it's going to die off, and knowing that you'll be left closer to freedom is a great way to look at it. A helpful list from Katherine Hansen's book, Brain Over Binge, outlines what not to do when you're dealing with an urge. Don't talk back or argue with the urge. Don't have a mental dialogue with the urge. Don't judge the urge. Just notice it and carry on with your life. Also, don't struggle with trying to figure out where it came from. Urges may pop up for a while, no matter what you do. They're not a reflection that you have done anything wrong. They're just remnants of what you used to do. As you proceed through your recovery, they will decrease and decrease and decrease. Your urges can feel strong, but actually they have no power. An urge doesn't have arms or legs. It can't strangle you or punch you or kick you. It can't pick up food and force it into your mouth because, well, it doesn't even have hands. All it does is talk. So you decide what you do with your body, and whether your urges or other people on the street have something to say about it, you can just let them say their thing. Here's another example of a real-life client learning the 3D process. Melinda wrote in our Facebook group, Today is feeling high risk for ending in a binge. I can just feel stress and anxiety and everything bubbling up inside. So I thought I'd post here and see if I can get an early run on diffusing it. I had two colleagues acting pretty aggressively with each other. One started arguing with me in front of other people and ugh, the whole thing was super uncomfortable. It really pushed my buttons. In addition, my morning didn't go as planned with the kids. I missed breakfast. And then I had a late breakfast, so I missed eating my morning snack. My meetings ran late, so I didn't get lunch until 2, and I just saw photos of myself where my double chin and cellulite are featured prominently. It's all working toward the perfect storm of emotion that normally would end in a binge tonight. But it's 2.45pm, and I figure I still have time to find another way to deal and get this tension in my chest to hopefully unwind. I know that I never binge during work hours. It always hits at home. So Mary Claire and Georgie how does that tie into the delay concept? Should I plan to set the 20-minute timer when I walk in the door? Or should I plan to set the timer when I get that, I'll just have this fourth serving of dinner idea? 
this is probably the first time during the day that I've been aware that I've got feelings that are bingy in nature. So, yay, I am ready to 3D it. My response to Melinda was, first of all, you recognized what was going on and how you were feeling. You also looked ahead and realized this is the kind of thing that might lead to a binge. Awareness and planning are so helpful. Good for you in noticing all this stuff and writing to us. The delight tactic is a thing you practice in the moment when you detect an urge. Since you're predicting urges will show up when you walk in the door and or when you're finishing dinner, you can be ready for them both times. So the question for tonight is what 20-minute activity can you have ready to dive into if the urges do show up at both those times? Some examples might be 1. Take a walk when you get home. 2. Try some meditation or relaxing breathing. 3. Take a warm bath. 4. Drop into a yoga class. 5. Take a 20-minute nap. 6. Call one of your friends. 7. Cue up an audiobook or podcast on your phone so it's ready to go, and then walk outside to listen to it if the urge strikes. Keep us in the loop and tell us how it's going. I know this may sound weird, but having a day like this where we are practicing is really the only way we learn. So today, we may learn what helped or didn't help, and we might find something made it better or made it a bit worse while you are experiencing the urge, but we're sure to learn something. And the result? Melinda checked in later. I definitely found that just being aware earlier and recognizing those early warning signs helped. Unfortunately, it was a crazy evening and I couldn't put too many strategies in place, but I did talk about my day with a colleague, and that helped. Sharing the frustration helped me feel less angsty. I'd say that I overate at dinner, but I did not binge. I didn't get mindless or shove it in, and I was aware at least, so overall, I'm calling it a bit better. Sharing here, sharing with another person, and thinking through what hours were the riskiest time were super key. I knew I was walking into a house that had cake in it from last night, and I did not want to hide in the pantry eating it while I cooked dinner for the kids. The other group members, and Mary Claire and I, commended her for being so open and letting us all share her day and benefit from her example. I also think this case study is an excellent one to point out that progress with overcoming binge eating isn't like a flash of light and then you're a perfect eater who never overeats again. The progress happens through grit and work, and you have to do that work on the hard days most of all. But when you put in the effort, you see changes. You can avoid a binge even if you do end up eating somewhat more than you needed. If you delay, distract, and decide, instead of binging straight away, you don't have to go through the regret and the self-blame. Instead, you get to feel pride that you are making progress and not engaging in your old, harmful behaviors. Let's go back to Judy. Remember the woman dealing with the airport layover? It's logical to expect that the same context in the future is going to bring up a powerful urge to binge. So Judy has options. She can try to schedule flights so that she does not have any layovers. But if she can't avoid it, she can divide the layover into 20-minute chunks and just take on one at a time. Her plan for the 3D method might include distracting herself with an audiobook for 20 minutes, then calling her sister for 20 minutes. Then she could play Sudoku on her phone for 20 minutes, and then find a sunglasses shop and browse them for 20 minutes. Even if you end up doing something mundane for 20 minutes because you can't find something really pleasant, 
I mean, an airport layover is kind of boring. The thrill comes later. Browsing sunglasses or playing Sudoku may not sound that great, but how great does it sound to have a life free of binge eating? Often, the thrill comes a few hours later, when you realize you outlasted the urge. Imagine the power and the pride you would feel. It's not going to be easy. But resistance training against binge urges is like resistance training a muscle. You get stronger. Expect that you will have difficult times, but it's possible. It's easy to think that when something feels difficult, that it's a sign something's gone wrong. But that's not the truth. Nothing is wrong with moments being difficult. You have done many difficult things in your life, I'm sure, already. Childbirth? Divorce? Handling the death of a loved one? Graduating college or working toward a goal? Have you showed up every day to a job that was sometimes really stressful? Tell yourself that recovering from binge eating and getting through urges is just one more difficult thing, and that you are a person that can do difficult things. Think about where you tend to be when an urge to binge hits you. Visualize yourself there, feeling what you feel in those moments, and walk yourself through each step of the 3D process. Delaying 20 minutes, distracting yourself with an activity, and deciding firmly. Make a list right now while you're clear-headed so you can pull it out when you're feeling an urge and guide yourself through it 20 minutes at a time. And when you come out the other side, I would love to hear your story. I get really excited for people. So please, fire me an email. I'd love to hear your questions and comments as well, so don't be shy. You can always reach me at georgie at nutritionloft.com. I'll see you next time.